There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Pack filler. Pack filler. I'm Pat Bolger. I'm Mark Hudson. Pack filler. Welcome to another episode of the Pack Filler Podcast, home to every bad or dumb ass who's ever straddled a top tube. You can be a part of the show on Facebook. Twitter, or dumb old email at info at packfiller.com. Listen while working, training, or just sitting and sipping a cold one. And now your hosts, Pat Bulger and Mark Hodgson. All right, if there was a beer offered that looked like urine, smelled like bacon, tasted like tap water, and had the calorie content of a box of donuts, all while getting you insanely drunk on a low budget, hell, they'd probably just have to call it... Yeah, you see, that's usually where Mark just chimes in and says, Pack Filler. Welcome to another edition of the Pack Filler Podcast. I am Pat Bulger. Mark Hodgson was with me. This has been a heck of a week, gang. We were out and about this week, not in the studios with a six-pack and two snarky opinions, but actually in a brewery with a lot of beer, plenty of opinions. We were live just last night from the River City Brewing Company here in Spokane. Great opportunity to be there. River City Red now being the new official beer of the Pack Filler Podcast. Can you tell I'm giddy? Dang right, I'm giddy. We had a chance to actually get to know those guys, get over there and sample some of the fares. And uh, we recorded the show in two different segments. In fact, we were going to break it into two different shows. First segment, got to sit down with the staff and everybody involved at River City Brewing. Cody Reagan, the head brewer, Greg Pillar, the assistant brewer, and Emily Schwartz, the marketing director over there. We were able to taste every single one of the beers they offer over there. River City Red, Girlfriend Golden, River City IPA, the Huckleberry Ale, 
and of course the VB Stout, all perfectly matched to go with whatever your taste or post-ride activity reward that suits you. Uh, first segment was all about beer, all about the brewing process, all about keeping it small and keeping things really, really quality over there. And it's been going great for those guys, and it was great to talk to them. Unfortunately, my stupid recorder has found that that first segment had a corrupt file of some sort in it. So we're working on that. We're trying to get that one to you. Second part of the interviews, the one you're going to hear right now, is with two riders from the River City Red Cycling Team, two guys that we have known, well, I've known, especially one in particular. He's been mentioned on this show on a regular basis. I'm going to leave that surprise up to you, especially if you've been following the show. Got to talk to those guys. Also, Gage Stromberg was in. Gage is the owner of River City Red. He's also an avid cyclist and a great all-around guy with a lot of good opinions and a really smart-ass commentary. So uh, a lot of fun with those guys. That is the segment that is coming up. Three of the competitors on the River City Red team with Mark and Pat live at River City Brewing Company. Before I go, I promised them I would let you know if you're in the Spokane area, be sure and track down the River City beers. River City Red can be found at Black Diamond, Tomato Street, Moscow Ale House, Famous Ed's, The Elk, Waddell's, Benedito's, and Fox Bear Public House. I'm not finished. River City IPA can be found at Spencer's, Tonics, Post Street Ale House, The Flying Goat, Hugo's on the Hill, Chow Mambo, Manito Tap House, Central Food. Vintages 611, Italia Trattoria, JJ's, the Cafe Inn. I'm not finished. River City Girlfriend Golden. It's a light beer, but it's good. Found at the basement, South Perry Pizza, Moscow Ale House, Manito Tap House, Fox Bear Public House, Coeur d'Alene Brewing Company, Huckleberry Ale can be found at the Viking, Moscow Ale House, and Andy's. And finally, the VB Stout at Waddell's, Denny's, Moscow Ale House, and the Sapphire Lounge. Thank you so much to those guys. Try their beers. Good stuff. And uh, you're going to be hearing more with us and them now that they are the official beer of the Pack Filler Podcast. Here's the interview. For this segment of the show, we're bringing in actually the cycling element of uh, River City Brewing. We've got a couple members of the River City Red cycling team now actually here. So we are tying into the show even more, even though we just really want an excuse to drink beer. Um, and I'm going to go around and just, uh, like we did the last segment, just have you guys introduce yourself. Tell me um, what your role is on the team. That, that was me being sarcastic. But please do introduce yourselves. I'm Paul Main and... Uh my uh, my role is basically um, the punching bag. Everybody seems to like pick on me, and uh, you know, do whatever they can. Uh, emails, whatever. I always hear it. So you have been mentioned me. regularly in the show, and I don't really? know if you know about this. Yeah, no. we use your name all the time. So in um, vain, of course. Please direct all litigations to Mark. Yeah. Well, that that bastard right there took me out on a training ride, but that's another. <laughs> it's funny <laughs> I when I was it. seventeen, and you did? we were doing a sprint training it? ride. And I, I do recall this. Yeah. I had the angle on Paul. Paul didn't want to give up. <laughs> I didn't want to give up either. That's what makes Paul Paul. Let the well, airing of grievances mind you, begin. No gloves, no helmet. Oh! Right fresh after work, brand new pair of pearly Zumi shorts. I just, I worked at a bike shop at the time, threw those on, had a t shirt, went out there, did the sprint workout. And actually, it was, was our coach, our former coach, Ramsey, told you to. To block me out or something. Well, what, like what happened you, was... I Mark, think, you dick. Well, no, we went in. <laughs> I think I won one, and then you won the other. 
And then like I recall it differently, but that's no, no. There was one. There was one that I won. I mean, not because I was a great sprinter, probably because everybody else is tired. And um, so I was like, I went early or something. I I won one. You won the other. And then I remember like we were trying. It was like Todd Norton and I were trying to get. Um, we were trying to get. Uh, uh, what's his name? Your former coach. What What's his name? Tom Ramsey. Tom Ramsey. Yeah. Todd Norton and I were trying to get Tom Ramsey to win one, uh-huh. and so I was I was just going to take the straight line. If I remember the he, road, he did curve. just acknowledge he was blocking you out. That's what yeah. happened there. No, yeah. I held my line. And, and you're keeping. <laughs> I held my line. You're yeah, keeping and, our and audience. Nobody five degree angle. No, I no, didn't. No, I, I held my line, but actually the road did curve. Um, yeah. and, and I was like, in my mind, I was thinking he'll back off. Yeah, that I, was I, actually. There's, there's no hard feelings, really. Oh, I Seriously, know. You hadn't met just, Paul, had you? Well, no, no, I mean we were teammates. Yeah, it was one of those. Things oh, like, Jesus! Now you're a huge dick. <laughs> it was, well, that's the only time I'll ever a, say that about. It Mark. was a workout, and I still remember yeah. going. And Paul handled it perfectly. He's like, if I can't take that, then I shouldn't be riding. Which I'm like, yeah, wow. right. Sorry, Paul. It's my fault. But no, I mean it was just one of those times. Like, well, I'm not giving up, and I'm not giving up. And oh shit, sorry, Paul. Wow. You know, so. so the punching bag thing has been going on for quite some time. Depending on what team it is, I'm always the punching bag. So I was swept out there. You, know, you were not I, swept out. <laughs> you you were anything but swept out. You I weren't never, even coming around. Kidding. I never. <laughs> oh Jesus! I never crashed you. No. No. I just watched you almost freeze to death. Yeah. My hands. But I've got we've introduced here. Paul. We got to make it all the way around the table again. Emily Stewart back with us. Uh, yeah, again, Emily Schwartz. Uh, and apparently, by taking on the position with River City Brewing, I accepted the position of secretary, oh, treasurer, and harasser of emails for the cycling team. So it's been fun. You guys are organized. <laughs> it, it's Luckily, a, I la- am. <laughs> yeah. So our team started. We're going to interrupt inter- introductions again. Yeah. The, the team started with the three of us. Uh, our our club name is GS Gap, and Gap stood for. We, we went with Apka for a while, but I don't know. Anyway, it was Gage, Andre, and Paul, and <clears throat> we just rode together, kind of in the. It was better to have no teammates than to have assholes as teammates. Yeah. And so the three of us rode together, and then we added a couple guys. And then uh, with the brewery coming along, uh, these guys graciously agreed to expand our ranks. But last year, I did the bulk of the dealing with the clothing order and all kind of all that stuff. And so uh, I'm really, really happy to have Emily to, to help, <laughs> it's which been fun. is by way of saying she's doing it all. Yes, yeah. in the spirit of never, never again. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, okay, we're continuing the inter- introductions. Right, so I'm Andre Milroy, and I thought that Paul, that I was the, the whipping boy of the group, but uh, evidently maybe we all feel that way, kind of the fighting brothers over here. I, I don't. I'm the most loved one of the group. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely the one that dishes out, without a doubt. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. So this this is Gage. I'm back again. Yeah. <laughs> Gage, Gage back is clearly again. the uh, man that men want to be and women want to be with. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard of that if title. You could, if you could only see him now. Yeah. <laughs> so and actually, Paul is the the spiritual leader of the team. Paul is the one who who does lead the way in being the hardest, toughest. Yeah, never out of the the large chain ring. Always willing to go on a ride, whether it's you know thirty degrees and hailing outside. Uh, and Andre is the one with the professional background. His nickname is lovingly Mister Millimeter because he's he's very detailed about bikes and training and process and racing. He's a really excellent race strategist. 
thoughtful, knows the bike business, the bike world, racing inside and out. And uh, and I brought the beer. Is really that's that's the way the three. I, I do want to add out. some. He said spiritual leader to me. This has come from atheists, so that holds no <laughs> no water Why whatsoever. Is my, my religion so, or lack you know, of religion. Yeah. <laughs> An, an issue here, Paul. Well, that, that was a nice un- title, but it's necessary. Like religion. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. is. It yeah, is. There you go. Absolutely, it is. <laughs> That's probably accurate. Though. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I, as a follower of a um, once written blog, um, are do we have writers one, two, and three in our midst? They are all here. Okay. Guess okay. who's number two, Pat? But we can't. Identify. I don't know who's number two. Are you because you're shit or something like that? You can't. You got number two, man. You, you are the whipping boy. God, that sucks. No, that's no. Actually, I, I just threw it out there. I just wanted you to guess. I'm oh, not saying it was. I, me. I told you, you not. It's, it's, it's a mystery. I really. did tell is. you this another time, Pat. That we had a group ride, and everyone was asking who was which rider, and we had an agreement among us that we would answer that question differently every person who asked us. Gotcha. And so by the end of the evening, everyone thought they knew which one we were, but we had given 25 different answers to the 25 different questions. So For our listeners who have of, no idea what we're talking about, I mean, this was a, a blog you guys had going, and it was one of the first true cycling blogs I have to admit that I followed because you guys just had a fun kind of, you know, goofy take on – on rides, on on the spirit, on the lo- religion that we that we all follow, and and I thought it was great. It was a lot of fun, and then you guys stopped, and I checked back, and you guys weren't there, and I felt like a spurned girlfriend for a while. You know, it's just like you never call, you never write, and shit just stopped. There's, there's That's because your subscription stopped. If you will leave a check, we'll start it up oh, again. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was a fee based service. Jesus. No, it, it moved. We we were at uh, Team Two Wheel dot blogspot dot com yeah and and we did that pretty consistently for a couple of years and then we moved to then we we were at two wheel transit dot blogspot dot com they were our sponsor obviously for those years and then uh, a little bit of that at uh, steves on cannon dot blogspot dot com and now that stuff is is residing at river city red dot blogspot dot com so you do okay so it is still going all three and that's a palm uh it, well that's that's the permanent spot yeah let me say that oh okay uh, there's been one contributor so far on the cycling side really but but we can't say who it I, is i have to say that rider one has a connection to a great great doctor that people need to uh, follow <laughs> Um, and Gage knows knows him personally. Wait, so who's writer one? <laughs> well, are you writer one? See, there's a mystery. Well, ask so, him again in five minutes. Yeah. I thought I'd get it on. Yeah. Yes, I am. <laughs> no, this has Gage knows a little bit. He's not really. I don't know. Explain, yeah, Doctor no, Small. Uh, yeah, we had we had someone who wrote uh, kind of a Q and A uh, in the past, and uh, he he resurfaced. Um, says that uh, I don't know. He's got various stories about where he's been, but uh, yeah, his name is Doctor Spalm. Yeah, I and, remember uh, these. <clears throat> Dr. Spalm has uh, a vaguely European accent and unknown uh, heritage and uh, answers cycling questions yeah. mostly. But Lots of great he, he's willing, advice. you know, he, he says he's a doctor, but uh, he, he, uh, we pay him by the word to write these responses, and he works literally for peanuts. And so uh, <laughs> my guess is he'll answer any question. But, yeah, so Dr. Spalm came around. We haven't seen him in a while, but... What, a week or two ago, mm-hmm. Dr. Spalm made a re- reappearance. So. so I'm guessing the answer to a question like, Dear Dr. Spalm, it's a little windy and rainy out. Should I actually go for my training ride or yeah. just pack it in today? 
his answer might be really entertaining. Yes. His answer might have absolutely nothing to do with your question, <laughs> or it might answer your question. It's really hard to know. It may be in the hallucinogenic drugs that he was experimenting with in his medical practice. I don't. I can't explain it. Well, he was a supplier to Rabobank, was he? Was he not? Well, yeah. Not to pick on direct corporations or anything. I think what's their team name now? Rabobank. Blanco. 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 Hola. Blanco with a Dutch accent. Yeah. Which has two. O's in it or something like that. Um, so, okay, we got a little background of you guys. Got a background of the team. You guys have been riding together for a long time. Well, the background is probably a good question. Paul, when did you start riding? Uh, 1985. So, well, I didn't even have aero brake lovers then. Shit, newbie. Yeah, Look, pedals just came out. Yeah, one of those. And things. you've been a what? But you've been <laughs> racing around the Pacific Northwest yeah. that entire time. Yeah. yeah. Continuously now for what? hundred. Yeah. Well, years. you know, I had to raise children, so I was not going as broad as right. I'd like to. But yeah. uh, Andre's the one with the impressive cycling background, though. Absolutely. So, Paul, what? Or Andre. Tell the listeners. Resume time. Yeah. I've been, I've been in Sp- Spokane for 15 years now and uh, didn't ride. I don't think I rode a single time for the first three years. I was just pretty burned out at that point. But I had um, <clears throat> I raced a lot as a junior, sort of semi-successfully. And then in, uh, in, in college, after a series of injuries, I started working with this, uh, this small amateur team that ended up turning into quite a – quite a quite a good team tyler hamilton anton viatoro a couple of other guys that rode either professionally uh for postal service and some other domestic teams all rode on it because we were in boulder we were all at university of colorado together and then from there i went on and uh, managed a couple of professional teams uh if you've been around the sport for a long time you, you might remember the shackley team i was the oh, i directed yeah. that team and then went over flipped over to uh at the time was considered going to the dark side but <laughs> How, in retrospect, we know that it's kind of the opposite of that. I uh, flipped over to the mountain bike side, which had sort of black box budget at the time, and uh, there was so much momentum around mountain biking. And uh, I worked for Trek Bicycles and ran the Trek Volkswagen and Fisher programs for three or four years. Four years, I guess. You oh, called man. it, you, you alluded to the idea that it wasn't the dark side, but you had famous racers now. It was the gray side, yeah. The gray. Biking was the gray side. Cause, yeah. Because yeah, Rasmussen yeah, rode for you. Rasmussen, yeah, well, yeah, Roland yeah. Green was... Uh, this was pre-Roland. Was Roland pre-Roland? was still working. It was riding for... He might have been riding for Rock and, Rocky Mountain or okay. one of the small, uh, smaller Canadian teams, but... Yeah, we had some great riders. Um, the chicken in the trek on the trek the yeah. trek program. Yeah, Michael Rasmussen. I recruited when he was really young. He was must have been twenty two at the time, but he's and he so weighed twenty two pounds at that time, right? <laughs> he still probably still does. So yeah. he was chubby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, Travis Brown and Don Myra and Paolo Pezzo and uh, Andy Bishop who was won a born. world championship while she was on your team. Yeah, and a gold medal at the Olympics and World Cup champion. She won everything. There's one year where she literally won everything she entered. It was really, really impressive. What, what was that about the dark side or the not dark side? Allegedly, yeah. I, I was not accusing anyone. I was just asking. Yeah, no, it was it was right in the heart of that that time where um, I was uh, just. With all the stuff that's happened over the last couple of years that's finally come out, you know, I've, I reconnected with uh, with a few people that I'd worked with from that time. And it was it's pretty interesting to compare notes on those stories and the, that time when a bunch of us went to Europe and sort of had our eyes open for the first time. That was so it's interesting to sort of look back at that. And, um, yeah, there was definitely some 
both so, on the road and so when you say eyes open for the first time you're clearly talking about sexual experimentation <laughs> yeah. or yeah. or something yeah. else what are you talking about yeah no oh, well on the f- the first point that we bunch of guys in a van go on yeah <laughs> mark if I, I was listening to your podcast earlier and you were the one complaining about the you sleep with a guy once and you're labeled gay yeah so. Well, I mean, you, you want to at least know the background here, is yeah. that what you're saying? Well, I mean, you know, the dating pool gets slim after a while when you're married. <laughs> well, we, 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 <laughs> thank God that's legal. Yeah, um, we, 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 talk, <laughs> we talked about World Cup points in a couple different ways during those years, yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, are you willing to discuss that? I mean, I guess that's why I'm, I'm you know, I'm kind of giving you now. Discuss uh, yeah. how you talked about, oh, World Cup points. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, okay, now I get it. But uh, Come on, man. <laughs> You know, your eyes were open. I mean, what 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 were your eyes open to? I mean, specifically because I I think that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, just the performance, all the uh-huh. performance enhancing stuff that was happening at the time, and it was a really, um, it it was a time when there were there were no controls for EPO. That stuff was just starting to happen, and what was so unhealthy about that time. And um, I've talked more with Paul and Gage probably about it than than anyone else. Uh, I really mostly kept this stuff to myself, but it was a, it was a, it was always a really difficult time because you didn't really have a sense of who was doing what. There were rumors, and you know you'd say, "Well, the dirty Europeans." I'm like, "Well, which one?" You, you, because you'd have a guy like, and I'm, I'm going to date myself here, talking about yeah. old old names from from Europe and mountain biking. You know, uh, Miguel Martinez, who who won the Olympics and won the World Cup, and he just absolutely dominated all these young French riders. Sort poof came out of nowhere and they were winning everything and all these americans who had been really dominant all of a sudden were finishing in the 30s and the 40s um in a year like it it, it flipped so quickly and you say well the dirty europeans well who which ones thomas Frischnacht, was he dirty no he's clean how do you know yeah. and you just had you had no way of knowing it and it's that kind of speculation that i think bred a lot of the um the insecurities it's such a hard sport well, road mountain recumbent whatever it's a freak it's a hard hard sport well if i had a nickel for all the needles we found around the recumbent bike races i mean it is i mean it is i mean those guys are just i mean they can't even find a vein yeah yeah i mean (laughs) they got the i mean you know it's like they're just shaking so bad they're the third eyes falling off i mean those aren't performance enhancers those are hallucinogenics because they don't want to look at themselves on the bike (laughs) But I think that for the for the guys that especially were focused on the road and it happened a little mm-hmm. bit in mountain biking, um, it was really starting to to accelerate when I left the sport. But and, and uh, let me you, stop you there because I'm I'm curious. I mean, and yeah. and I don't want you to drop any name you're not comfortable with or no, anything like that. My question is is how did that affect you? Obviously, still love the sport. In fact, it seems to me like you're as passionate now as you ever were. Probably more passionate now mm-hmm. in some ways as as a participant. And. So how did that that knowledge of the the drug use or the doping did it affect you or does it does it change your approach to cycling today? Actually, I'd like to open that up to everybody. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. At the time, yeah, it changed it and part of it I was I was very young for what I was doing. I mean, I started running the Shackley team when I was like my first year out of college. And my colleagues, you know, other people running teams were they were 40 years old and they had families and they were Running around, I was 22, and I, I, I'm, sh- I'm still not sure how I got away with all this stuff, and went to Trek, and you know, all of a sudden, um, helping manage this, you know, giant budget and really world class riders, and I was 23 years old, um, so I was a little bit idealistic maybe about many things, but um, 
Yeah, you know, and when I left the sport, I was I was I was just done for 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 a period of years, just because you you, you lost a lot of you, you got to this point where it wasn't so black and white for me on the mountain bike side like it was for a guy like Tyler or some of the postal guys, but uh, where they had to make this really hard choice, and it wasn't like that for all the postal guys either. But that's a different story. Um, but you. Um, I, I think that was a difficult. It was a time where you had to you had to make some choices, and it was clear that there the controls were so imperfect. There were there was no way to test for a lot of this stuff. As soon as there was, there was a way around it. And um, you look at what a guy like Jonathan Vodders or what the CSC and then the Sky team later did with with setting up their own testing programs. They they sort of found a path through it, sort of, um, but at the time. I certainly didn't see that, and and maybe I, w- I was too young, or or maybe you know we didn't have the resources to do it. But it I, I think the, the other thing is that you know they talk about the history of cycling and the fact that hi- doping has been part of it, but the reality is that you know the Yank Ankitels and and Tom Simpson, those guys were taking amphetamines and cognac. I mean, it, it wasn't it, it was supposed to be performance enhancing, but it wasn't really dramatically. Uh, it wasn't a day and night difference between are you taking that stuff or not taking that stuff. And, and the quality of the drugs, the quality of the science behind it increased dramatically so that you, it wasn't possible to be competitive. It wasn't possible to be at the top half of the sport, <clears throat> top third at least, unless you were doing that stuff. And I think that did change it. You were talking about uh, you interviewed Steve Bauer, and he was yeah. saying he was lucky that he was – and he was really getting out of the sport, and I think LeMond was the same way, that – you know, the, the EPO was really coming in as they were exiting the sport. And so, um, I mean, Lance accused LeMond of using EPO, but he would have been ahead of his time if that were really the case. I, yeah. I suspect it isn't. Um, <clears throat> whereas during the Lance years, clearly you look down the list and, you know, the top 20 guys now have all either said, yeah, I did it or have positive tests or whatever. I mean, it really was a different period of time based on that. But, but I guess, I, I guess, I think, go ahead. Let me, my question really and, and um, would go towards, Sure, and the top twenty, and the fact that we don't—we've got at least seven tours without a winner. Um, period, because none of them can take it, is is a problem. And and I think that's always been one of the things for me that when I was young and I was seventeen years old and I was looking at and I had a picture of uh, you know Greg Lamont on my wall or somebody on my wall that was someone to really aspire to be or something someone to look up to. And now today with the doping scandal, I kind of think what kid wants to be a pro cyclist. Yet here we are all, we sit around this table and we're all passionate about the sport, myself included. And I think I've talked about why I like the sport on the show. But what makes you passionate about the sport? Why is there hope? Because the the, the doping is there. I mean, we we, we all know it was there and we all know, I think we're all agreed it's probably a negative unless you're the guy who didn't get caught. Um, You know, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) you know, and so what's what's the positive about cycling? How, How would you tell, I mean, you're going with your child to... Um, tonight, right? Yeah, and she yeah. loves riding her bike too. Yeah. I think you really asked. To me, you asked two very different questions. Okay. One is why are you still passionate about the sport, and the second is do you have hope for the sport? And and I'm very much coming from a layman's place right now. Although I have I have some degree of perspective and background in this, and I've been following the sport since I first threw my my leg over a serious road bike when I was 13 years old, and I started racing when I was 14. Um, but the why am I still passionate for this sport? And I took that break when I first moved to Spokane and played soccer and met new friends and did different stuff. And 
actually it was a bike ride with Gage uh, uh, a few years after that that sort of reignited. Um, like, oh, I just love this thing and got back into it. He again. loved following me, and, and yes. really his his love yeah. of sport developed from that. Yeah, it's, it happens. It's a sorted yeah. sorted yeah. tale. Yeah, I don't really want to go into but the details. Cycling's still. A, I mean, <laughs> cycling is always a fantastic sport for me, and and I've wondered about this. Um, we've talked about it as a group before, but um, there's uh, to me there's a certain sensation and experience that you have riding a bike that's completely different than anything else that I've ever done. I really think that uh, the the whole process of your legs going around in circles does d- something to you neurologically. I think it connects hemispheres of your brain in different ways. I really appreciate the social part of the sport. Uh, it's one of the few things, maybe, maybe people get this in golf where you don't have a phone. You have one with you, but you can't hear it because it's in your pocket. You use it when you need it, when somebody gets a flat tire. Yeah. Um, you talk about your families, you talk about politics, you talk about bikes, you talk about cars, you talk about wives, you talk about all, you talk about all kinds of different things. And I, as I get older, I appreciate that even more because it's one of the few times where you can really disconnect. And I love the sport. I love, I, I think that, uh, you know, all sports cliches aside, I think that you, uh, you learn something about yourself and the people around you in a deeper way in cycling than anything else I've ever experienced. Gage has said, you know, I can tell from one bike ride with someone whether somebody's a nice person. And I think there's there's an inherent truth in that, and I really love that about the sport. Especially if they half-wheel you. I hate the half-wheelers. <laughs> people who always got to be just that much ahead of you. What are you I hate those people. Uh, no, I oh, not, okay. not there's, naming there's any there's names. A, we have we yeah. have a, we have a perfect <laughs> perfect uh, uh, antidote for that. <laughs> pump. We'll have people come out. Sorry, yeah, it's on breaking away. It is. <laughs> I, that's what I thought. It's my reference. <laughs> we'll have people come out on rides for us, and they'll start half wheeling. They'll be going up the hill, and they're surging a little bit more. And you pull even with them. And you get to the top of the hill, and they want to pull off and put their hand on your back like. What are you doing? You ain't done yet. Yeah. We've got another three minutes to go. Oh. And by the time, the end of that three minutes, you crank it up, you crank it up, you crank it up, you pull it off, and then you have the conversation about, here's, how, here, here's etiquette on this yeah. ride, and here's how you do it. And typically, people only do that a couple of and, times. And we actually, when we, when we agreed to expand the team, the, uh, we talked about how we wanted to go about doing that. And the one thing we agreed on is we were going to have one rule, and that was no assholes. And so I don't know that we don't have any assholes on the team. We're not going to name names. I'm not looking yeah. at you, Paul. I'm not looking at you. Stop But actually, I think we do a good job of, of uh, talking about ride etiquette, group etiquette. We talk about, you know, race etiquette and, you know, hopefully elevating the, the, the group that's, uh, that's coming out and riding a little bit because it is supposed to be fun. If we're not having fun or, you know, wanting to ride each other off the road, then we shouldn't be doing it, so... You ride one guy off the road, suddenly you're dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> Have sex with one chicken, suddenly you're... Well, I've got scar it. tissue to, yeah. to prove that point. There. Yeah. Sorry. I think, you know, to answer your if question... If the scar you want to see tissue it right now, is, you, is on your rear, it could have it been is. from something else between now. <laughs> no. It's old scar tissue, my friend. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't know where your rear's could been we carbon in the last date that? <laughs> Yes, we probably we, could even carbon right, date Right that. down to the evening. Yes. I, you when, know what? I insist, and I'll pay for it. No, no. I like... This has been a pinpoint... 
between he and I for years and years. So I just like teasing him about it. But now I don't. This is the first time I've done that since he he passed the bar. I don't tease him anymore. <laughs> this is the first time. So. <laughs> the first time it, we've seen him since. I, I'm the bar. I'm all oh, an no, attorney, Paul, and I'll represent you if need be. Oh, thank so, you. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I'm in that That's guy's. Are you ready? To rumble. <laughs> oh, for That's not fair. Out. I'm not like. <laughs> I'm not like one of those courtroom guys. I don't. <laughs> I'm not you saying know. gauges, but I'd rather be on his side. I'm sorry. I just... I, no, that's totally fine. I didn't say I was a good attorney. <laughs> I, I, I didn't say I was either. <laughs> say, hey, wait, you might have that, some future clients, so I, you might want to. That legal that. stuff baffles me. I mean, it's just like mumbo jumbo. I don't know what. I mean, I look at it and I just go, oh, you need a lawyer. Oh, hey. <laughs> I, I I do want to backtrack to your question for just a second. Oh, please do, please yeah. do, yeah, we, <laughs> by all means. I was going someplace, and I didn't want to be there. Uh, like like I think yeah, most of us at the table have been watching cycling for a long time, and you know during during the years, uh, you know there had to be a strong suspicion at some point that while you were watching Lance uh, march way up the hill, that he was on performance enhancing drugs. But you know it was still I enjoyed watching all those tours. I was not I was never a Lance fan, but you know I enjoyed the racing and. And now that the the problem seems to be getting cleared up and uh, certainly is a different approach, I'm still enjoying watching racing. But the thing that I found is that I had this – I have this large collection. I started uh, recording them on videotapes and then I started buying the, you know, the DVDs from uh, World Cycling Productions. And I have this big collection of, of uh, old races starting with, uh, you know, 70s. John Tesh soundtrack, those early ones. We, we definitely hit that. No, I've, I've, mine predate that. You know, the old, uh, oh. uh, you know, stars and water carriers oh, yeah, 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 kind yeah. of stuff. And <clears throat> so I go through. Uh, yeah, I am actually that old. And um, I just got to look for Mark. Really? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was there when but, they shot but what I what I would do typically every winter when I, you know, start to go down and start training, is I'd start at the beginning. Basically, I'd start at the beginning and, and i watch them chronologically. That way... You know, you kind of cycle through them, and you don't end up watching the same thing over and over. But what I find now is that there's a big chunk of those years that it's really hard to watch because it's hard not to just watch those guys and go, "That's a doper. That's a doper. That's not amazing anymore because it's just doping, and it's it, it's discouraging." And so it's funny that I loved it when it was happening, and I still love the sport, but I'm I just don't have much stomach for revisiting it over and over. I think it's funny though, and this is just me, and I'm throwing it out there to the group, but I. I agree 100%. I enjoyed watching. I actually enjoyed watching American domination of the sport. I admit that. I admit that wholeheartedly that I thought it was cool that an American could win it seven times. And, and that was pretty neat. I took some pride in that for some reason, though I had nothing to do with it. Um, Fuck yeah, USA. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, yeah. Damn right. <laughs> Let's get that. Apostrophe America. Yeah. America. M-E-R-I-K-A. Yeah. America. Are you an American or an American? Um, and so I – but – the thing was, and and I guess as I got older, the the part that's to me, and is that what made me love cycling is honestly you guys. Um, and and I didn't know you guys. No offense, but is you guys the the no the everyone loves Paul. We're used to that. That's not my true. love of Paul is jaded because he just needles me on that one <laughs> crash. Um, <laughs> I hate him. Oh, I hate you, Paul Main. You, and, you uh, really are saying you hate yourself, though, because of what you did to Paul. That's what it comes down to. <sighs> who know? won this? Who won the race? Let's get it down to it. Race, it wasn't a race. Ride. It was that a was one training ride. It was a two hundred yard sprint. Yeah. You I mean, are a dick Lincoln now, man. Park, uh, one I mean, kilometer loop, and we would every other lap do sprints, and that oh. was it. So. And you're still talking it, about it? Yeah, it was it actually was a brand new pair of pearly zoomies. I mean, you know, back then that was like eighty bucks. I mean, out of the bag, put on. 
Well, that, that's yeah. the bitterness. But well, outside I, of that, because I've been I've been taken out before. Need to let it go. Oh, I do, yeah. but it's just that Mark's sitting okay. here and I. I, I, he's he's always mentioned that every now and then too. But the funny part is, is looking back, going, "Oh God, did Paul get injured?" And I look back, and he's literally sliding around on his ass, <laughs> doing it. They, they have a You're great laughing. chamois back then. That was that ultra suede chamois, and that's what saved my ass, yes. literally. Yeah. yeah. Except I mean, that one little spot. That I'll have to show you at the end of the show. Okay, here's another story about okay. Paul Maine, too, and here's where we're going to get our explicit rating. I was 17 racing for Team Spokane. That's where I met Paul Maine. Just a second, attorneys. Is there like a privilege? Well, no. I wasn't I, in a statute of limitations. Statute of limitations here. Yeah, go ahead. No, there is no crime committed. Okay, there may you. have been at the time. <laughs> it's um, a gentleman's agreement. Is, yeah. No, so I'm sitting there, and I have no idea what happened. But I think Paul was talking about a chamois or something hurt his private parts. And so him and P- Todd Carrier are standing right next to my car. I'm there. Paul stands up and goes, yeah, I got a total. I rubbed it raw. Pulls his penis out and sticks it <laughs> in my, the window of my car. And I really didn't know you Paul that well. You wanted to see it, well. didn't you? No, thank you. It was a train wreck. He couldn't stop. I'm Most of the guys going, on the team have seen Paul's penis, so I just And then I said, let me pick at it. And it, it went south from there. Yeah, it, well, that was how I met Paul. Same with this topic. Was so, from that. Yeah. Was, yeah. Was, we we <laughs> just ate, man. Well, let me show you the, the sore on my penis. Well, that wasn't from the chamois. I don't know but what we won't go from. any further Oh, than God. That. I was it. giving you an out. Uh, Paul remembers that, too. Let me just make um, a note on when I need to edit out. Yeah. Okay. So that's how I met Paul. And so then I made it my mission to dump him on his ass. Um, <laughs> someday. Someday. But back to, I, I guess back to my, my thinking is, is, and I think you touched on this a little bit of when you talk and everything else. What made me love the sport of cycling was my experiences cycling. And what made me love cycling really is not watching pro cycling. Watching pro cycling is fun, and I think you're absolutely right. I enjoyed watching the tour last year and, and everything else. However, the love of cycling for me grew out of the people I met and the people that are still in my life 23 years later, you know, for better or for worse. And, um, <laughs> you know. Which you're an Emmy. You know. Yeah. So that's I, – I guess maybe that's that's what it is, is does – Pro cycling, while it's the pinnacle, does it really affect your love of cycling? For me, it did not. I, mean, I, I think, I mean, that must be a key difference between being a football fan. I mean, mm-hmm. guys were, I mean, maybe they played in high school, but they're not still playing football every day, whereas yeah. we are going out on our bikes every weekend, and it is a different kind of connection to it. Absolutely. And there's racing versus riding, too, which is the whole different Absolutely. concept of it. I mean, just going out and, and riding is almost, I, I find myself, I, I do like to race, but it's not crucial. It doesn't have that competitive element I can get by going out with friends and experiencing that from that end and i still love racing a bike and i yeah. paul and gage do too I, I i think that you back to the the sports cliches you learn something different about yourself when you're racing a bike than you ever will riding a bike yeah because when you pin a number on it's game on and you're not going to ease up at the top of a, of a hill that's when you go a little bit harder um actually the thing that's nice about racing as opposed to going on those training rides is on the training rides, everyone's got a different finish line. Every, you know, yeah. You've got half wheel yeah, up yeah. the wheel. When you're when you're racing, everyone's really clear. Here's the start line. Here's the finish line. <laughs> First one across wins. Yeah. Period. <laughs> and so I mean, it's, there's a, there's a nice kind of clean, straightforward element. Everyone knows the rules of the road, and mm-hmm. you get out and do mm-hmm. it. I'd like to chime in about you know how I started in 1985. I was just you know I always wanted to race a bike. I didn't know anything about it since I was a little kid. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I grew up in a small community, played football, basketball, and baseball, and, and just tight community not far from Spokane. Um, and I love competition, but I always loved, I always wanted to race a bike. And, uh, I was my junior year in college out at Eastern and, uh, I was 200, over 200 pounds and I was doing a lot of 12 ounce. What's wrong with that? You know, that type of thing. What's wrong with being over 200? What's wrong with being over 200? No, I'm just wondering. It looks good on you though. Thanks. All right. So, um, anyway, I finally decided I'm going to do something. So in 85, I bought my first bike. And and uh, I'll actually tie it into you because I ran in uh, to uh, this bike shop that I bought my bike. Uh, ran by a blind guy, famous blind guy yeah. here in Spokane, Bryant McKinley. And it wasn't Ray Charles. No, it wasn't. He was he, terrible he ran singer. A music he tried shop, a couple I guess, of times in Chicago for a while. But yeah, yeah. Ray Charles was terrible, terrible singer. No, 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 no. I like Bryant Ray McKinley. Charles. Why do you hate Ray yeah. Charles? I don't. I don't get I like this. Let the guy finish so, this. Story. Oh, sorry, so man. anyway, he said, you know, he he pointed me in the direction to this Tuesday Ray night Charles? race. <laughs> no, not Ray Charles. Let's get this straight. Brian <laughs> Brian McKinley from Velo. What was it called? Velo Did he Sport. point the right North direction? No, he couldn't. I didn't take his direction. <laughs> he just kind of fumbled around. He said, "Here, take us this. something." This is about. Uh, yeah, I, I, it was a repair I want to tickets, apologize to all the blind listeners. It's going to be <laughs> yeah. the longest radio show ever. It, it might be. It just <laughs> might be. Go ahead. <clears throat> Once again, this is a fun example of being the punching bag. I, I, I just want to make that note. Anyway, so I went to this race, and, and Arrive, which these characters, before I was a member of any team, I was unattached, uh, were there. And um, uh, Pat's sister, a great, great woman, was the first one there. I liked her. I mean, she she helped me out. I'm like crapping bricks. I mean, you know, I, I don't know anything about racing. I show up and there's a time trial at, at uh, the Bowling Pitchers, a 10-mile, you remember that? Yeah. 10-mile out, out back and back, you know, type thing. You've got your tube socks on. Yeah. No, I didn't. I, I didn't have that. I had Victoria lace-up shoes. Nice. And uh, nice. I think... I may not have had socks. I yeah, hate to, bare, I hate barefoot. To this was, is 1985. So I No, they weren't. Tracky no, stuff. I had a set yeah. of wood ones. Yeah, the sweet. wood ones are sweet. And the Ouija's when you nailed them on the tights. But anyway, I was the first one to show up because I don't know anything. And Molly's there, Pat's sister, and she goes, "What category are you?" And I said, "I don't know what you're talking about." Is this your first race? Yeah. I'm, I'm like shaking the papers. You know, my license goes blowing in the wind and stuff. And it's funny you should call Molly really nice woman because she was affectionately known as the Triple B. The well, she bi- was nice The bitch to me. behind the bullhorn. You know, I will say that the yeah. one thing about Molly, and I think you can say, when you were a new cyclist and you showed up and uh-huh. Molly was at a race, there is the one person that would come up to you at every race. Yeah. And cyclists are not known for being friendly. I no, think we can all agree to that. It's a bit of an elitist sport. And when you're the new guy... Molly would come up and say, oh, hey, how's it going? You know, and, and she would actually introduce herself. I, I think times have changed a little bit. I think cycling is a little bit more warm than experiencing now three decades yeah. of 
of cycling. But That's well, true. at that time, I do. anyway, I think cyclists are much friendlier there now than they were. Yeah, absolutely. Back um, in the day, though, they were not necessarily no, friendly. No, no um, not a, not, not a jovial bunch. As soon as somebody saw you were a cat four, you were pretty much like, you know, are you talking? You should be, yeah. you know, one of those <laughs> yeah. But I digress. Anyway, yeah. I, so I, I did this race, and now I'm hooked on cycling. And I watched the very first in 1984. My very first TV watching it was not John Tesh infested. It was well, he might have had the music. I don't know, but it was Perry Roubaix. Yeah, uh, 84 when when Kelly uh, Sean Kelly won, and that was like this is a grueling sport. That was a big turn on. But Mark, are you going to mention Katniss Everdeen now? <laughs> oh, we forgot to challenge you. Well, I mean, I, uh, Katniss Everdeen is so last show. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I thought I, I did a pretty I, good I sh- job with that, actually. It was two shows ago, actually. Yeah. You missed the last show. You did. Sorry you to mention Steve that. Bauer. But Steve, but, well, if I'm not Sean, on it. Since yeah. Sean Kelly came up, I Oh, I, yeah. yeah. I, got to No, I think I've – well, I could, but, I mean, that's that was not the challenge today. No. I mean, yeah. I mean, we got to challenge, usually challenge That'd be like, show. I don't know, Katniss Everdeen showing up in the second book to catch a tigger or whatever to – I don't know. They catch fire. Is really it catching well done. Fire? Catching fire. Yeah. Catching exactly. fire. If you're gonna if you're gonna geek out, do it correctly. I, I actually read all three books. We've only we should, uh, we should spend more time about, talking about Sean Kelly anyway. Exactly. <laughs> Paul, Paul has a great Sean <laughs> well, Kelly story anyway, that we didn't so get to. I wanted to get yeah. back to like the three decades and watching. Well, back to you, Paul. Watching like in the '80s. You know, we had Greg Lamont. Wow, this is great. Uh, the '90s came, and then getting Villain News and hearing you know young. Uh, Europeans dying of heart attacks, like something's up. You know, you kind of had a feeling. Uh, we had a mutual, Mike uh, Meyerly yeah. went to and raced in Belgium for two seasons. And, and the second season, he said it's so drug infested, he dropped it, sold his bike, and he's designing golf courses now. <laughs> and then in 96, I had a, a, a guy that I met. His name is uh, Nicholas Kreider, a great, phenomenal rider, 19 years old, went over to Belgium to become, you know, a great cyclist and um raced in belgium for a year and he says the drugs are so bad and i didn't want to believe him i thought well this is a small segment because here i'm at home i'm racing you know local races yeah it's i i don't want these people to be that way maybe it's just a few cheaters but i think in, in reality that that like uh, andre was talking about how infested it was at that time uh my personal opinion is almost everybody was doing it yeah. It's unfortunate. To you race seven Tour de France's, how when do you cut it off? Who's the next winner? Who's this is just ridiculous. It needs to stop and it needs to just start all over. Listen, everybody was dirty, whether they're not or not, the results are results. Let's go forward. I'm tired of looking back. We need to go forward with cycling. I think that's really important. Yeah. And to be straight, you know, and clean. So I know what, I thing. know that one of our guests, Andre, does have to. You do have to jet out of here. Yeah, He's got a family obligation. Yeah. So yeah, um, I first. Well, before you take off, um, you got to come on again sometime because I want to hear more about your perspective. By the way, so yeah, um, anytime. Yeah, happy to do it. Um, should we cut him loose? Should we let him go, you guys, so Absolutely. he can actually be with no. his family and it, everything like that? It's usually more fun after he leaves anyway. It, is it? <laughs> is, yeah. Oh, we can okay. talk about him. No, I'm by the way, which which yeah, which writer are you in the blog me. again? Just you're one. Uh, or you're three. You were four for a while. You're four? Two. Yeah, I don't, I can't, I don't. I can't remember. Okay. okay. And you're Dr. There Spam? Must, there must Spall. be a record someplace. Yeah. <laughs> so you're Dr. Spam. You're going to send all kinds of uh, uh, blog traffic to a two-year-old blog. That's exactly. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going it's gonna to be flooded because you guys already did. Or maybe we'll have to start again. Yeah. Long stories from the old days. Yeah. Paul exactly. can uh, talk about dropping it into the 11. Oh, yeah. 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 
Yeah. They didn't have it back in the 80s. <laughs> in 11? Okay. Well, thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. So, um, you guys, I, you know, we're talking about the sport. And, you know, before we kind of get into the fun little final section, I want to ask you guys, because of you're talking about trying to look forward and trying to be where we're going, how does how are we going to be able to see people in 20, 30 years who have been doing the sport and living it and loving it like we like we are? I mean, is that is that going to happen? I mean, I, I look at juniors and I try to tell them, how am I going to get a kid involved in the sport? If well, I'm going to let Gage kind of expand a little bit, but River City Red, our team, uh, one of the things that there's a core of us got together and said, you know, what are we going to do? Any money that comes in sponsorship, what, you know, most of us are, well, I'm 50 plus there's 40 plus at yeah. the lack of junior field is, is at a crisis right now. In my opinion, this sport cannot grow without juniors. And, uh, I think actually Gage planted the seed about a junior doing a junior high school program or something like that. And man, this team, I think we about 20 members. You no, normally we're at four, was it? 42, 44. 42. You know, some we, we, race, some I mean, don't, but everybody jumped on. Let's do a junior program. And I think the whole United States needs to. This is a, a, a moment. We, uh, that we, we want to give every kid a bike and a syringe. Yeah. We, we see that as the yeah, way. Exactly. You know, and so. the bike is cheaper, so that's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is true. So we sat down last year. Uh, we had some sponsor money and. Um, we were trying to decide what to do about it. A lot of teams obviously end up supporting a rider or two or yeah. buying everybody helmets or whatever. And we were we had quite a few people, and we had a couple more sponsors who were interested in coming on board. And so I asked a group of guys, it's okay. You're allowed to ask for beer, aren't you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh. Absolutely. So we asked. I asked a group of guys, what should we do with the dues? How do you want to – because I was thinking we would come up with some kind of point system for you know who was racing and categories and whatever. And – I was really happy that the response was, let's support youth cycling. Wow. And so, um, yeah, we're taking all of our dues. We're taking all of our sponsorship money. And um, we are doing a race on August 3rd. We're doing a downtown crit. So, um, <clears throat> actually, I maybe it's the west end of downtown, I think, is the plan. We're going to be doing it right around the brewery, actually. So um should be fun. So we've got to have some funds in the bank to make sure that runs. But uh, we've got good sponsors there, uh, Washington Trust Bank, um, Visit Spokane, downtown Spokane partnership or, or joining with the brewery. Um, I think we've got a couple of others who are going to come on board. So that should be fun. Um, <clears throat> but we'll take all the proceeds from that and the, and the rest of the team money and sponsor money. And we're, we're really figuring out how to go about sponsoring youth cycling, whether it's paying fees or, you know, having a trailer full of bikes that kids can ride or, spon- you know, making sure that we designate some uh, junior races. I mean, I think – the Spokane Raceway Park Tuesday night races mm-hmm. are an ideal place to get kids who are interested in racing to come out in an environment parents can feel okay about. Um, and, you know, we're, we're it's really just let's have a conversation this year and we've got some funds and then let's figure out next year, yeah, we can, whether we're going to hire a coach or buy some bikes or pay some race fees and that's still unknown, but but we agree. I mean, it's, you know, yeah. focused on it. Careful hiring a coach. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, staying staying on topic with the the junior program. I mean, when you guys started, Pat, yeah, man, Arive had forty fifty juniors on there. Forty fifty juniors. Yeah. I mean, you had to qualify for for Tour of Bisbee. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had uh, there was a, a. It's early in the year. There was a time trial uh, hill climb down by Pullman, and there was three juniors and the promoter there that we helped promote to uh, Ted Shaman said Ted's any junior show, yeah uh, any junior if you want to race free 
I mean, this is the type of stuff that I think we need to reach out and, and develop. It would be nice to see 50 juniors, whether it's one team or, or every team in the Spokane area, or even yeah. I'd like to see a 50, 50 uh, yeah. participants in a junior race period in, in the Pacific Northwest would be great. But well, th- well, think in the 80s, too, in Spokane, you would have a Tuesday night race with a junior race with 40 participants. Yeah. I mean, and that was not uncommon. I mean, you would go to races in Seattle. You'd go to races anywhere. You'd have a hundred, hundred kid field. I mean, that was just they, it was just the way it was. Yeah, and, junior fields had a they limited out. It yeah. was uh, you know, I mean, you would you'd go down and and I mean, I remember racing the the race that I think is so fantastic was Casper, Wyoming. I mean, it was like racing a pro race. I mean, there was a time cut, a broom wagon. There was mm-hmm. like. Three or four thousand dollars in cash prize money for a junior. I mean, that's I mean unheard of. I, I was in no danger of winning it, um, but uh, I, I mean, it was. Well, you just didn't crash enough people to do it. Oh, you know, I, see, that's what we call a callback joke. Uh huh. He was and, just holding his line. The course changed direction, but he yeah. was holding his line. Yeah. You can't really hold that against him, can you? You had to be there. Paul was just as much of an asshole. <laughs> The thing is, I know I know Paul, and I don't know you. I'm going to go with Paul on this one. I know both of you, and I'm going to go with Paul on this one. Yeah, I admit because you're attorney, you know. So I I admit, I admit that that it got a little rowdy, and I admit that Paul went down. All right, learn from that, Pat. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't like you know. I mean, you think it's like a game of soccer where you put the ball through the net, you know. And in your game, you're going to use your feet. You said in my ball. game, I'm just going to put the ball through the net, and if I have to use my hands, that's fine. You said ball. Yeah, it's a yes. Lance Armstrong joke. <laughs> <laughs> it is you know, a punching spe- bag. Speaking, yeah. speaking of Lance, it is surprising that the Lance years, with all the mania it brought, that somehow it brought out all of the CEO sponsored tours yeah. and the CEO VIP packages, but it didn't encourage kids to ride. No, because it didn't. I mean, you. He that that, that would be a huge criticism or, of yeah. that. You know, but, uh, you know, the, to me, it's like promoting it. Uh, here's my frustration with going back to junior racing in 1992. See how old I am. Uh, the Barcelona Olympics. Mm-hmm. Uh, our district rep came in. He's talking about GT and the new $2 million or $1 million bike that they designed for the track that, that uh, at that time the USCF spent on that. Mm-hmm. And, and the road cycling was dying and mountain bike, everybody's transferring them over to mountain bikes. But even in mountain bikes, the junior fields were dropping. I mean, in 85, like we were talking about, fields of 100. Now there was no junior field. Uh, what happened in, in seven years, you know? So I said to the the, the district rep, and I just said, what are they doing for juniors? They, well, well, we don't have the money. I mean, it was all for the now and not for the future. And, and who is it? Uh, a teammate of ours looked up the average age of a Cat 1 uh, racer in the United States. you know what that is? Anybody guess? I would guess over 30. 38. Yeah, I was going to say. Cat of one. a Cat 1? Cat one. That's what he told me. We'll have to verify that. But I've said it before, and I was just going to bring it up in the show, but I don't have to. Has cycling become the sport for middle-aged white men? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> As we sit around yeah. the table, As we are, I mean, we're a prime demographic. Thank yeah. Yeah, Emily, sh- thanks, Emily, for bringing show, uh, bringing a little bit to the other equation. <laughs> Emily, our reason so, yeah. show up for the races because if you show yeah. up for the races, yeah, we're all 30, 40. Some there, of us are there is another 50. problem though, and this is something I I deal with with having a nine year old in my house, and and you probably deal yeah. with it a little bit. But 
Kids don't ride bikes. Not like we did. Mine I do. mean, huh? Mine, mine ride bikes. Uh, yeah. But but when you were a kid, um, no, it is different. You're when right. you were a kid, and when I was a kid, we would literally our parents would go get out of the house, and you would go ride your bike, and you'd be gone until dinner. Right. Yeah. It was common. It was you know. Yeah. What time do I need to be back for dinner? Whereas with my kids, we put on the bubble suit, we attach a GPS to both the bike and yeah. them. Yeah. We send out a tracker. We have a state na- nannies stationed along the pre-approved mountain bike path because we certainly wouldn't let them on the road. They would sur- surely die. Well, and a lot of times so, I'll get up on the like, roof with a sniper rifle and shoot anybody in a van. It's like an episode of The Walking Dead out there. Yeah, you yeah. want to line the road with uh, mattresses yeah. to make sure if they fall, they're okay. And if there's a van, that, that fucker's dead. It's not <laughs> Shoot him right through the oval window in the back. I don't care. Hey, Grandma, shouldn't have drove the minivan. I can't see it, but I know he's got a dental chair in that thing. Is that a candy bag? Is that a bag of candy? (laughs) Clown costume. (laughs) Ice it. God. No, but that's how we feel, and I think that's No, you're right. I was making fun, but it is. Yeah, yeah. you you know, it is a different world. And, uh, yeah, I think any parent who, who literally was, well, yeah. It's just a different world. But, well, I but, think that, you know, I'm not a very smart man, but I think we need to take that. I mean, it, obvious. We 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 know that kids aren't getting on their bikes. So how do we use this to approach them? We, we, you know, I, I raised two kids. Uh, there's a few scars between the two, but never the, you know, nevertheless, we still, you know, I was overprotective too. So how do we, how do, does the cycling community say, bring your kid here? You know, let's let's race. And oh, by the way, he will have road rash. It's a guarantee. Yeah, um, he's gonna crash. You know, which so collarbone would do you prefer to be that? broken? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. So uh, we'll we'll just do right turns until all the right collarbones. But break it's okay to have three concussions in football. Yeah, in that's, that's true. That's a noble pursuit. Yeah. I think that the, the reality is though. Thank God, it, football's clean. By the way. Oh yeah, yeah there's nothing at least going we on can there. quit. Focusing on cycling, we can yeah. now. Football's clean, track and field's clean, and and you know if your last name is Phelps, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a super. You just did it all. I'm on, sure that was fine. You just did it all on pot, huh? Phelps. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Pot's a performance enhancer. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, there it was. There's the sound. There's the sound. What, what is that sound? I've never heard that before. I, I was at a party and Michael Phelps oh. was there. I just, I'm just repeating. You got to follow it with the. <laughs> Oh, that's really smooth. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about, though. No. Um, we're going we're gonna to end up going way too long into these guys' lives. And I, instead of, in lieu of a uh, rant, which we usually end our shows with, I'm going to do a rapid fire, okay? Emily, you can pass or take the question as you want, okay? It, with your cycling knowledge, throw it out if you want or don't throw it out if you want. I'm going to, everybody has uh, to fire out a quick response to each question, okay? This is our fun little game show part of the show, all right? And they're all cycling related, okay? Are we ready? We're going to go Paul, Emily, Gage, Mark. Okay. You ready? Emily, and if you want, just say pass. I probably okay. will. <laughs> okay. Best cyclists of all time. You can't say Eddie Merckx. Go. Uh, Roger Flamick. Pass. Pass. Eddie Merckx. Ed, you Merckx can't say is, Eddie Merckx. You, 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 can't, you can't take away the greatest cyclist and then ask who the greatest cyclist is. You can ask who the second greatest cyclist is. <laughs> That's rapid fire right there. That was rapid fire. <laughs> Jacques Anquetil. Jacques Anquetil. Uh, best race. Best race, Perry Roubaix. Perry Roubaix. Pass. Pass. Perry Roubaix. Perry Roubaix. Uh, dream bike setup. What would you be your dream bike if you had an unlimited budget right now? I have it. It's a BMC. BMC. Mm-hmm. I'll take his. You'll take a BMC. I, I love my BMC too, but you guys the, are, the Pinarellos are beautiful. corporate whores. The Pinarellos are. <laughs> 
No, Pinarellas? We're, we're, not, Pinarello? We're, not, we're not shilling BMCs. I mean, no. I really genuinely like it more than any bike I've had. But I haven't rid the Pinarellos, but they're beautiful, and I love he the idea of an Italian bike. No. <laughs> okay. okay. No, I'll just cut through my next fire working. Pinarello with Pinarello? campy. See, Colnago. I'm a Colnago guy. I had one of those piles. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, best crash story in under 30 seconds. Can't do it. Uh, it's all of 89. All of the yeah. entire year of 89. Yeah. <laughs> Pass. My, actually, I was riding with my son, and he crashed, and I wrote a blog about it. You rode him off the road. You pulled a Hodgson. No, it I didn't. <laughs> but I let him crash. And okay. It was, it was hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tried to shoot a gap in the Volunteer Park crit in 1989. Would have had the win. Didn't. <laughs> and uh, ended up with a broken collarbone. It was 89. I, I wasn't. Oh, it was 90. It was 90. It was 1990. No, we're on the same when, I love the fact oh, that Paul yeah. remembers better. Because yeah. Paul. Yeah. yeah. And it's Mark's story. Yeah. And no, Paul was there. We were, yeah. It, it was Team Spokane. Yeah, we and, were crushing it. Yeah, the, everybody, the whole team went down. Um, yeah. The reason why I remember that, because it wasn't 89, which was yeah. smeared with crashes for me, so that was one of the few. Yeah, it's really sucking. So. I remember, I remember literally my head hitting the, the pavement. I didn't yeah. even hit the brakes because I saw everybody going down. I'm like, if I can make this gap, and I didn't. And uh, I remember my head hitting the pavement thinking, this is going to hurt. Let me give you a rapid-fire response, okay? Here's my best crash in under 30 seconds. I was in a race. A crash happened I'm sorry, Pat. Did I interrupt you? Because a, everybody else A crash me. happened so in front ahead. of me, and there was a tooth in my lap. That's my great crash story. A tooth? Yes. I, I looked a, down, and there was a, a tooth, one. a human tooth in my lap. All right? Um, can, so. I, can I rapid-fire you? No, I, it's my game. I get no, to, no, no. I get no, to no. Greatest cyclist without Eddie Merch. Sean Kelly. It's not bad. See? See? not bad. Better. Suck it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have t- I have twenty questions and I'm not even going to okay. get through all of them. Last leg shaving. Go. Last leg shaving. Last time you shaved your legs. Uh, a week and a half ago. Last night. <laughs> yeah, we got a question for. Her. Uh, would have been the sum- sometime last summer. Last week. You were last week. Yeah. Shit, I haven't shaved him in a while. Well, I mean, see my arms. Your it's like legs. I got a your legs are a little different. I mean, yeah. when you're trying to shave a Brillo pad. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. My teammates used to say my legs looked like veined marble. Uh, best pro jersey ever. Uh, super conflicts. Pass. Pass. Onse. Onse. I was kind of like Lavia Claire. I was going to say Lavia Claire too. Oh, I'm sorry. Lavia Claire is what I was talking about. The Mondrian. Yeah. That's yeah. I said Onse, but I meant. Lobby Claire. Not necessarily cycling related. Best uh, celebrity you'd like to have a beer with? Huh. Uh, can I do pass? Because you celebrities pass? don't. Yeah. Um, pass. You don't have a celebrity you'd like to have a beer with? I want to drink with all of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, that's not a pass. That's good. Tom Waits. Tom Waits. Yeah, good call. I was trying to think of a porn star and I don't know any. Come <laughs> so on, that library of yours? I've. I'm oh sorry. no! I really, I, I really don't yeah. know any. I, I mean, I'm going stars and water. <laughs> I'm going uh, stars. Like and a, a, I'm re- this. I don't know. I mean, there's really I, I, the crime series, like stars and condom carriers. That, you remember that one? All rise yeah. in the church. <laughs> yeah, backdoor force entry. Babes in Boyland. <laughs> celebrity you'd like to punch? Fire. Celebrity you'd like to punch? Uh, George Clooney. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan. Yes. Anyone on Jersey Shore? Oh, good <laughs> Snooky. <laughs> Kathy Lee Gifford. Um, uh, sex before a big race, yes or no? No, never. No, you're no, traditionalist. No, no, no. Emily? Wouldn't, I wouldn't know. <laughs> wouldn't know. Why would you ever pass up sex? <laughs> Always. Always. Okay, I'm, I'm cool for Sean it. Sean Kelly has a reason for that, but it, that's another game program. So. Yes, yes. That was a great interview mm-hmm. with LeMond. I actually read about that. Uh, Best-looking female cyclist of all time? Uh, Rebecca Twig. 
Oh, really? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, he's passing Wait, on that Gene Longo? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Gene Longo. Is that a guy? Oh, no, just give me a second. I just, oh, best female, best looking female cyclist of all time. There's a reason none of us ever got laid in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have different reasons. <laughs> you wouldn't sleep with me, Pat. Yeah, I know. I, I wouldn't want to objectify women in that way. Okay. Oh, good move. Any any more of the girlfriend? I thought Golden Connie Carpenter. Yeah. I, know, I, I thought Connie Carpenter was kind of Connie Carpenter. You're kidding. Con- I thought she was kind of cute. Paula Red Petzo. Hat. Andre was here. He Paula Petzo was beautiful. Not yeah. was. I'm sure she still. See, is. I was thinking road. Not there's no mountain bike. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Number, of oh, wait, anyway, Number of bikes at home. Anyway, number of bikes. Number of bikes at home. Four. One. X minus one. There you go. Ah, oh, Villaminati. Yeah. Four. Four. I like X minus Including one. my family, 14. Um, can't be Shimano or Shram. Shram. What? Did you just say Shram? Yes. He did. I, I can't believe him. he said Shram. Yeah. I've been campy Are, forever. What, but what have you done with my friend Paul Main? Well, the, it's a long story. Campy. Another program. Cages Campy? Campagnolo. Shimano? Shimano. I ride Shram, but I would go Campy if I could do Campy. Uh, okay, this don't don't go all uh, rules of, of Velminati, okay? <laughs> uh, bar tape color. Black. Fast. Fast. I've got black bar tape with the River City Red logo on it, and there I have a picture go. to show you. I've seen that. You sent that to me on Twitter, and it's really freaking cool. Black. Mark, black. I am black. Saddle color. Black. Has to be black, right? Pass. Black. <laughs> black. You could just go with Mark. I mean, not with Mark. Don't go with Mark. Black. <laughs> I have a white saddle, but I would go with black. Okay. I possess I have a white both. saddle, too, but I would go I with I possess black. both. I think it's racial harmony. I have one bike that has Ebony and Ivory. Saddle. And one right. is, I think I think black black is traditional, and I yeah. would generally go with black. I have two. Once more, you go black, you never go. Black. I have two more rapid fire questions. All right, you ready? Last thing you say before getting dropped. Shit. <laughs> yes. Got any idea? Fuck. <laughs> That's the other one. Yes. She said fuck. Yeah, fuck is usually I, one. I don't usually say anything. It's la- it's the last gasp. There's just there's not enough oxygen. It's a whimper. To say is it a absolutely? Uh, they just, just they, they hang the head in resignation. Okay, there goes Roger again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do remember you did say once in a fine French accent. In the end, we are all cannon fodder. I didn't do that before getting dropped. You attacked. I attacked, and then I got dropped. Cannon fodder. Yes, I, I, I rode up to the front of the pack with. I knew I was I was about toast, and I rode up to the front with Pat, and I said, "In the end, Pat, we are all cannon fodder." And, and then, then he attacks. <laughs> About twelve pedal strokes. Yeah. No, I made it a little ways, but <laughs> nah, and then I went. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mine is an. Oh god, that's usually what mine is. Okay, last question. You guys ready? Were we talking about sex again or being dropped? <laughs> Strangely enough, it's the same answer for both questions. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It, it, <laughs> oh no, but usually one after. Oh god, it's an. I'm sorry, but that's usually that's completely. Different. It ends with a whimper, not a bang. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh God! Don't even get her started on this. Uh, last rapid fire: Who will win this win this year's tour? Wide open. I, um, hang on, hang on. Rapid fire. Yeah. I, I. You'll have to come back. I'll have to think think about. This. You gotta like have to see, something. Okay. Hang you on. gotta have. Okay, hey, real quick. I'm Say hoping TJ. Talks. No, I'm kidding. TJ, Andrew. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Okay. I'm hoping. Emily, you're off the hook. I won't pick on you. Thanks. I think Chris Froome. Froome. Not a schlecht. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not a schlecht. Good call. That's a great response. Mm-hmm. That is uh, a actually, great the response. other one is I hope not Condor. 
Because actually, yeah. the the one writer I can't stand watching is Condor. Just I like watching him. I just don't like him as a person. And yeah. I hate the pistol salute. I like watching. Do you? Oh. Oh God. We're back. Back to bikes. Oh, we're back to bikes. Oh, never mind. I get my bike. Yeah. Hi, I'm Paul. I like to watch. <laughs> one big man come up. That's great. That's knock great. Knock my door and beat me up. <laughs> <laughs> one too many River City. Reds. Earning all of our explicit rating tonight, everybody. We have been on a location, I guess we could say, officially at uh, River City Red Brewing Company in Spokane, Washington. We've been enjoying some of their fine fares, and we've been um, had a good time. We had two segments here, and I, we might have to split it into two shows because they were so long. Literally wined and dined. I mean, treated very well, and thank you very much. This was great. Yeah, you this guys. Fantastic. Yeah, appreciate it. And I think we mentioned all the places you can get the beer. Look for the beer, River City Red. Uh, the blog might resurface, might Yeah, no, the blog is, is alive, actually. Okay. Uh, it's, we we uh, split time between beer and bikes, We're touching on a few other subjects. I, I think as a brewery blog, we can expand, you know, we'll, we'll, our comments Dr. on Jersey Spleen. Shore. Doctor Doctor Spalm. Spalm. <laughs> are you not Are you not familiar with the term Spalm? Spalming is a particular cycling related yes. action. I, it involves yeah. chamois cream. I in the taint area and your genitals. Yeah. I never used it. Spalm. No. <laughs> no, and I feel much more purified. If from there's the entire if there's a nickel for every bad word that I mean, there's a couple that I could like. Thou shalt not spalm. Can I say? <laughs> I, I believe you guys may know this one. I know Paul probably will. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you cannot even say that with an explicit rating. Yeah. From River City Red, <laughs> thank you guys for coming on the show. All, all you guys, thank we appreciate you, you guys being wow. here. And um, I guess we'll catch you next time. And I'm going to have to go look up that word. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.